Al, you are very sleepy. I'm drained. Very tired, so we're going to make things easy on you, and I'm going to... I'm taking the reins today. That's the horse noise, if you are unaware. (laughs) This has already gone in a weird direction, and I love it. There used to be a thing when I would go swimming with my friends where I would do a weird horse motion and make a weird horse noise, and they would just call it doing the horse. Doing the horse. So that's a thing in my life. Cool. You wanted to know that. Cool. Uh, anyways, we're going to, I'm, gra- I'm pulling out the grab bag. It's been a while since we've done that. It has been a while. And I'm going to chit chat about some, some games I've been playing recently. Hey. While Al sits there and listens and rests and hopefully doesn't fall asleep. I'm going to participate. <laughs> I mean, look, it's you. You could, you could easily just be like listening and then honk shoe in the next second. I mean, maybe. It's true. Anyways, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello. This is episode 347. And it's time to open up the grab bag. Time to grab. Time to bag. That's you, you're a rag bag. It's true. Uh, yeah, I've been playing some random games here and there recently, and... Figures no better time to talk about them than now, so might as well talk about. Them. I'm not gonna go like super in depth into a lot of these games, um, just because some like two of them are pretty short, um, and there's not like a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and also just want to make this more of an easy episode, like I said earlier, and not. I hopefully I probably won't be talking for an hour or something like that. I would highly doubt it. if I if I am, I would be highly surprised. Anyways. Let's talk about video games. Uh, two of these games I got off of PlayStation Plus because they were free, so I was like, I'll just download these and play them because that's the thing you can do. Nice. Uh, this first game I played was Trek Tiyomi. It is a game that came out last year on the PlayStations, the computers, and the Xboxes on May the 5th, 2022, and then came to Switch on January 30th of this year. Uh, like I said, it was a PlayStation Plus game at some point, I think, this year, and I just... I. I remember looking at it and seeing, like, liking the look of it Mm -hmm. um, and being like, sure, I mean, I have this. I might as well download this and play it when I have a chance to actually have to play other games that aren't long games that are going to take up my entire time, which was basically Final Fantasy 16 and uh, Trails into Reverie. Yeah, it sounds right. So now that I have, like, a downtime after playing those games, I can actually get into other stuff like this. Um, The key thing about this game is that it is a side-scrolling action game, but it the look of it is basically patterned off of, like, you know, Kurosawa films. Oh, huh. Like, those style. Like, it's, like, letterbox. It has film grain, like, in the game itself. It's black and white, all that sort of stuff. It is a very, very nice-looking video game. Uh, the problem, I think, that comes with this is that it is, very, is a lot of style and not a lot of substance. Mm. Um. It is a short game. I think it took me like a couple of hours to get through. It's like five chapters where you are taking uh, your main character who you see grow up from like a child to running a village. And then his village gets ransacked by, uh, by a bunch of rebels and everything. And essentially you die like midway through and you go through uh, Yomi, which is the Japanese underworld. And basically you utilize that to get back to life and either an act of vengeance or do whatever you decide, you know, you want to fulfill your, your life to be essentially. Um, 
the combat's pretty simple. It's like, you know, you have a couple buttons to do, like, light and heavy attacks. You have some side weapons that you can use, like shurikens, and then, like, a gun if you want to use a gun and a bow and arrow, stuff like that. Uh, the problem is, like, there is some, like, combos here and there that you can do, uh, but they're just not super in-depth or anything, and a lot of the combat kind of just feels very similar. Like, the only things that really change up the combat are, like, you know, enemies with, like, armor or stuff like that to really, like, make it a little bit different. Like, there's some, like, spiritual enemies you'll get when you're traveling through Yomi, um, but for the most part, it's basically just, like, you're hack-and-slashing your way through enemies as you're side-scrolling along and doing all that sort of stuff. Um... But again, like, I think it is a very nice looking game. Like, I mean, they, the developers were clearly like, yes, we, <laughs> we watched a lot of Kurosawa films and we're like, yeah, <laughs> we want these, we want this to look like this. Um, and even saying like they were inf- influenced by like silent movies from the twenties and thirties. Uh, and they wanted like each scene to look like it was a magical moving theater stage rather than a screen, which yeah. I think is, it, it works. I think it all works like in that aspect. It just I think if there was more story or like a better story per se, um, and better combat, I think this whole thing could have flowed a lot better and been a more cohesive package. Uh, but for, I mean, I played it for free. Well, I have you played it for fifty dollars a year, I guess. Fifty dollars a year, the, yeah. The true thing to say there. Um, free ish. Free ish. Free asterisk. Yes, that's the way to do it. Free asterisk. Yeah. I think for that, it it's fine. If I had paid money for this, I probably would have been a little bit more disappointed. But I, I think that's the the road you travel with, like, you know, smaller indie games like this. Uh, on Metacritic, it has uh, an average of, like, a 71 out of 100 on PC, 69 nice on PS5, and nice. 72 on, on the Xbox. So about that 7 out of 10 range. I think it's it's probably about kind of what you would expect for, a, you know... Reviews of this type of game, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, this does also say that the uh, since this is like this game is set in the Edo period of Japan, they actually like went out and got like a Japanese historian to like you know make sure the dialogue was period appropriate and all that sort of stuff, which is smart. Like that's a good thing to do, especially if you're going as stylistic of a game as this, and you're making you know like a period piece in that setting as well. You want to make sure you're doing the right things, and it's neat that they're able to do that, especially for like you know a smaller team such as this, mm-hmm. to pull off that history in a way that might have been hard if they you know obviously didn't do that, but also like just with a smaller team as well, it could be hard to you know go out and find those type of people essentially. As a historian, I appreciate it for sure. Yay! Um, but yeah, that game is like that. It's a, it's an okay game. Like I said, a lot of style, not as much substance, which I think is a fair way to assess that. Uh, let's go in a completely different direction now from that, from small indie game to big budget triple A game. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I played through the campaign of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War recently. Did you really? It was again another PlayStation Plus game. Wow. So I was like. I mean, I I mostly download this game just to play the multiplayer, just because, you know, it's Call of Duty multiplayer, it's very mindless, you know, it's easy to just play a few games and then get out, but then, like, you know, it's like, I have the campaigns here, I might as well just look at this and see what it is, because I haven't played really a Call of Duty campaign since probably Advanced Warfare, and that was, like, 2014, so, like, nine years ago, <laughs> so it's been quite a bit since I played one of these, you know, 
high production value Call of Duty campaigns that like 15% of people actually play. Oh god, mine was like Modern Warfare that came out in what, 07, 08, something like that? Yeah, COD 4. Yeah. That's a good game. It's the last one I played. Yep. Uh, this is the fifth Black Ops game. Wow. Yeah. And apparently it is the story is set in between Black Ops 1 and 2. I couldn't tell you a thing that happens in either of those games because I played those over a decade ago. <laughs> so, no clue what is happening in any of that. Uh, obviously, as the name suggests, this has taken place during the Cold War, the height of the U.S. and USSR... Tensions? Tensions, yes, that's a good way to, f to phrase it. Um, you know, you get to do war crimes for digital Ronald Reagan, as everyone is always wanting to do. Yikes. They literally made a version of Ronald Reagan. He shows up during the story at one point. Uh, do you get to launch him into space? No. That's all what I want to do with Ronald Reagan. Very disappointing, I know. Uh, the story itself is basically a whole lot of, like, you know, espionage, spy stuff where you're going around finding about... You're trying to, like, take down this uh, super Russian spy named Perseus who eventually at some point gets access to a bunch of nuclear weapons that the U.S. has, like, stored or hidden throughout all of Europe. And, you know, you had to stop him from blowing all the nukes up and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it is interesting because, like, this game has multiple endings. Oh, really? And essentially you play as, like, a created character that you learn through the, through the the near the end of the game was essentially a person working for Perseus who... The the good guys, the U.S. forces, mm -hmm. basically took hostage, not hostage, but took prisoner, I guess is the way to put it, and tried to, like, interrogate him to get, like, the information they want. And it's and when that didn't work, they used CIA mind control to implant memories and oh. make them make one of the team. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so you learn that near the end of the game, and then basically at the end of the game, you have a choice of, like, do you want to stick with this team or do you want to betray them? Which is interesting. Um What'd you do? So I went, I went, I, I did both routes, obviously, just to see how they, they, you know, stacked up with each other. I did the, the bad ending, I guess, first, which is the, where you betray them, where you basically take them to a place that's not where you're supposed to go. And then you set up an ambush for them and you just have to like murder your entire team. Oh, and then like the dude running Perseus shows up and is like, here you go. You can launch all these nukes now. Yay. <laughs> and you're like, yay. And you get a scene where Ronald Reagan's very sad and very upset. And he's like. I know the U.S. These are U.S. nukes, and this guy's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, you better take care of this. Make sure no one knows about this." Oh my god! Like, oh no, poor Ronald Reagan. So, they used MK Ultra essentially. Yes, they they specifically named that. Yes. Oh, they specifically do call it MK Ultra. Yes. Oh, sh okay. And then you know Ronald Reagan does war crimes, which he actually did war crimes, but not quite like that. I mean, not quite like launching nukes. At people and then covering it up. That I'm aware of. <laughs> that I'm aware of. Let me clarify. Oh, though. MK Ultra, interesting. I mean, there are also, like, they definitely reference actual things. There's an operation called Operation Fracture Jaw that happened, um, I guess, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. That is a thing you, that's a mission you run in this game. Because you have to do, like, Vietnam flashbacks because they implant memories of you being in Vietnam, even though you definitely were not there. Hmm. Um, there is a cool set piece mission where you have to go to like the KGB headquarters and sneak in 
through all that, which I thought was pretty cool. You get digital Gorbachev there as well. You know, they got you got to hit all the bases of Cold War people. Right. No David Hasselhoff tearing down the the Berlin Wall, though, unfortunately. You mean Gorbachev? Hmm? Do you mean Gorbachev? Yeah, I don't know how to say Russian names. Sorry, it's okay. Uh, the other ending is basically you just do the, the thing, you stop the people, and you, you know, you're good. And then they also just kill you at the end. <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't expect that in the good ending. Which is, you know, cool, fun. Um... So how much does this feel like American propaganda? I mean, it's it's obviously a lot. It's there's also some weird things in there where like there is um you know, product placement in this game. What? <laughs> there is like you see old like 80s Doritos and Mountain Dew logos scattered throughout and then there's like Fila as well where like one of the characters wears a Fila shirt. It's oh very my weird. God. There's licensed music in this game. What? Which I should, what I should is look it? up and see what the licensed music for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was. Yeah, now can... I'm curious. Maxwell's also curious. He just told me so. And by told me so, I mean he jumped down. And there's definitely just stuff in there where I was just like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is this playing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very curious. We'll see if this loads or anything. But yeah, like the product placement was very bizarre. Just to see all that, like, pop up and everything. Yeah, that sounds really weird. I was just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is this here for? Let's see here. This is, like, music in all of the games. Well, that won't do it. That's a lot. Let's click down all the way down to Cold War. It's a Cold War because it's, it's cold. It is not a hot one. No. Uh, I clicked and then it... Oh, where are we at? That's... Uh, Spirit in the Sky is the first thing that plays in the opening cinematic, which, you know, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Okay. Uh, The Stroke by Billy Squire. <laughs> and then, I believe, during the Vietnam mission, you hear Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Wow, not even Credence. Yeah, that's, that's kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna have Vietnam, you gotta have Credence. Yeah. Scrubs. So yeah, that all that was in there, and I was just like, "Huh, that's so weird." <laughs> what is that here? Uh, you want to hear some controversies about this game? I absolutely do. All right, uh, CBR.com reported that the teaser trailer had been banned in China due to a one-second depiction of the 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. Ah. Uh, an edited teaser was released worldwide instead. PC gamers Andy Chalk wrote, "There are there's also no mistaking the irony of active censorship in a promo trailer for a game whose tagline is literally know your history.'" Interesting. Uh, an editorial by Ian Walker and Kotaku accused Call of Duty of legitimizing the views of Yuri Bezmanov when it included footage of his interview with some dude. Uh, G. Edward Griffin in his August trailer. Among the complaints he had was Bezmanov's views acted as a magnet for far-right conspiracy theories and personalities that Activision presented Bezmanov's interview without, without the proper context and that Bezmanov himself held views that Walker argued were on the far right. Yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> so, you know, act I mean, this is also the series that has done, like, whitewashing of war crimes that have actually happened. So. Right, correct. 
can say I'm super surprised that they would do kind of dumb stuff like that. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was, uh, it's Call of Duty. It is, uh, you know, it's one of those things. You go pew, 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 pew. You go pew, 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 pew. And then you get, you get mind controlled. Cool. Who doesn't love get mind controlled? You know, I, I don't, it's not on my top 10 things of like stuff I want done to me or want to experience. But maybe that's just I me. I can't believe the United States would do this to us. Wow. Who could have seen it coming? <laughs> the U.S. doing bad Who <laughs> The U.S. would never do a war crime. Never do a war crime. What are you talking about? Ronald Reagan would never do a war crime, although MKUltra was way before Ronald Reagan. Still, I just got to call out that Ronald Reagan did literal war crimes. The U.S. Wikipedia, has the Wikipedia page for MKUltra says Jim Jones was an alleged experimenter of the of this. What? Which I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's a wild thing to put there. Yeah, that is wild. I've never even heard of that like theory. Huh? Real? Yes. Apparently, Max likes that theory. <laughs> Alleged subjects of MK Ultra. <laughs> Here's all these bad people. Oh God. Anyways, that's that's uh. Call of Duty. That's Call of Duty. And war crimes? Call of Duty and war crimes and digital Ronald Reagan. Uh, was he was he creepy? I mean, in general or just like looking at him? <laughs> well, I mean, like Ronald Reagan is creepy, but like d- d- was the digital version of him creepy? Yes. Okay. It's very, it looks very unsettling. Ugh. Like Uncanny Valley or just like? Yeah, 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 that kind of deal. Yeah, okay. It's like this doesn't feel right. But he, he lets you go do some war crimes. So, like, what, what's what's wrong with that? Woo! And he's totally not going to do anything bad here stateside. Nope. Never. Yikes, McGikes. Anyways, let's go from big budget AAA games back down to small indie games. Uh, final game I've played recently is a game called A Space for the Unbound. It is a game that came out on my birthday this year. Your birthday! On the Switch, the PlayStations, the PCs, and the Xbox. Uh, it is a period piece set in the late 90s Indonesia. Oh, huh. Um, and basically, it is about a high school romance that is set around the end of the world. Oh. Also, a game that is very heavily about... Depression. Hey, I have that. Oh boy! I mean, l- let me tell you, <laughs> there was some stuff in this game where I was like, "Hmm, this seems familiar." <laughs> How about I don't want to go too much into the uh, the story of this game because I feel like this is a game you probably would want to play. I mean, it is a it is a it is a pixel art adventure game essentially. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, I will say there is one part though where you see. You don't see it, but a cat dies, gets run over. Which <gasps> I don't, is I don't un- like that. That's not good. I mean, they do give you like a, a content warning immediately when you start this game. I was like, hey, you know, this game deals with depictions of depression, anxiety, and like pet death. So like, you know, be Oof. careful. Oof. Um, I do want to go into the development of this game, though, because it talks about kind of like, you know, the idea behind it and like some of the stuff 
within it. Uh, this is I'm going to probably butcher some of these names because I, I I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, Dimas Novon Delf- Delfiano, the game director from the development studio Mokujiken for a Space for the Unbound, un- uh, Space for the Unbound, began development on the title in 2015. A team of two or to three people began work on the game while the studio also developed multiple other games simultaneously. Demos completed an initial prototype of the story in 2015, which served as a core for what it would be developed. Demos found the first few years of development incredibly difficult as he struggled to build a substantial game from the beginnings of the prototype. In 2019, Demos noted that he had found the right formula for the game, and Mojiken released a demo that was released to positive reception in 2020. Around 2020, everyone at the studio, numbering around 12 to 14 people, was able to shift focus to working on the game. Demos, since a young age, wanted to create a game set in an Indonesian high school, and it was con- inspired by the concept of an anime pilgrimage, where people travel to compare real-life locations against their anime-depicted counterparts. He wanted to highlight his personal experience of growing up in 1990s Indonesia and wanted players to feel the same patches of time that he had experienced. Demos was uh, inspired by multiple Japanese concepts during development, include, including Monono Aware, or the pathos of things, which Demos described as an appreciation for or awareness of imp- of imp- permanence and the passage of time he noted that every generation has its own memories and a space for the unbound is our memories and we want to preserve that before we completely forget about it Dimas said it was his goal to preserve his memories as an Indonesian grown up in the 1990s in the game and the game was heavily inspired by the works of Japanese filmmaker Makoto Shinkai ah. which definitely you can tell uh, the game heavily features anxiety and depression in the story. Demos and the rest of the development team consulted professionals for their input to help with telling it appropriately, hmm. which he does mention in an interview. Like he went around to like everyone on the team and was like, Hey, how do you, what's your experience with this? And he basically came back and was like, everybody's experience with it is unique. So like, this is a game about a specific person mm-hmm. dealing with that. But like, we can't necessarily map like a generic, you know, route to that. So we had to go talk to actual people about like, you know, how this all works and like make sure we're getting this right and it definitely feels like they they do a good job of like utilizing those those aspects in the story and like making it feel not like it's tacked on or like they are what's the word i'm looking for like they're just using it as a ploy for like or like as a plot point just to have it like it feels more like it is like this is this it's is not how people deal with this. It's not. Yes, that's the that's what I'm basically trying to say. It's not exploitive. Um, it definitely like you for the for the most of this game, you basically are kind of like looking at it and like it's it's a bit of a mystery of exactly what's going on. But by the end of it, you you really start to get like a sense of like okay, here's what's happening. Here's why those mental health issues are depicted in this game and why they are such a big deal because it it gets by the end of this game, it is very heavy. Oof. And it was just like it's it gets a little rough at times and there's definitely times at the end I was like, Oh, I've I feel like I've definitely heard or, you know, seen Al kind of be in this type of mood or like had like talked about this kind of stuff. So I was like, This is uh this is a little familiar. <laughs> a little interesting. I helped. Yes. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's very good. Like I, uh, the story is very interesting. I think using the period piece and like setting it in a place where you don't really have a lot of games set, like such as Indonesia, mm-hmm. makes it such a like a unique experience overall. Because um, you really get to see kind of like the culture side of it and and everything of that nature. Plus, you get to see kind of like you know the '90s aspects of it, where like there's a lot of like references to like '90s video games, '90s arcades, all that sort of stuff. Ooh, um, neat. 
Like all that stuff is very neat and everything. And I think it deals with like the mysteries of the game and how it unfolds all of that in a, in a well done way to kind of like keep you guessing until you get to the, the very end. Um, and it was definitely one of those games I had heard about throughout this year of like, cause I'd seen it get like high scores. Cause you know, the Metacritic for it is like, is an 85 on the switch an 86 on the PC and an 83 on the PS five. So I was like, you know, Hey, people are saying good things about this. And like, I thought the, the, the setting and everything and like the way, or like just the general idea of the story sounded very interesting. So I've been waiting on and trying to, you know, find time to really get this game and, and play it. And, as soon as I did, I was like, I was pretty much hooked from the beginning and just like go through a chapter each night and then hit a cliffhanger and just be like, what is happening? And then, you know, play the next night and get new information and still be like, what's happening and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a very good time. <laughs> Not necessarily a good time at times, <laughs> but um, it's you, a very You enjoyed game. your time with it. I enjoyed my time with it. I think it is well worth the, like the, the highest scores it has gotten. And... I, I, I thought they did, a, like I said, they did a good job with, like, you know, tackling the mental health issues of it and showing a, like, a realistic side of that that sometimes you don't get in video games or sometimes it's, like, kind of just used as a ploy in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope you at some point decide to play this. It is on sale on the PlayStation Store right now if you want to get it, but I think it's only for tonight only. It will reset, I think, by midnight because the sto- the sale ends. Oh. Um, I think it's like fifteen dollars right now. Mm. So there's that, or you could get it on the switch. I don't know if it's on sale on the switch right now, but it's, it's, it's if not. you want to, boo! How dare they? But yeah, uh, I'm very glad I was finally able to kind of like get a chance to play this game. Um, it's very fun has a lot of good mysterious elements to it a lot of supernatural elements to it and yeah that story is uh is very good so there is that as you can tell a very uh clear wide swath of games that i've played recently (laughs) yeah no kidding wow (laughs) sometimes you gotta play a little bit of everything no you're right i mean i've 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 definitely gone all over the place when it comes to to games as well. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also playing FIFA, but that's just FIFA. You know, you can you can kind of understand what it is to, to play FIFA. You play the the Sulk. I didn't know you're playing FIFA right now. Yeah, I have my manager mode where I'm a manager. Are you are you managing them? I'm managing them. We're like six in the Premier League right now. I got hired to be the manager of the Canadian national team. We beat the U.S. recently, which is very nice. Nice. It's we beat the U.S. and Brazil very recently back-to-back. It's because of all those war crimes. Exactly. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get revenge. <laughs> take take the U.S. down a peg or two. It, you, you know, sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the games I've been playing recently. Neat. I just bought that game. Nice. Not FIFA. Dang it, now we can't play FIFA. We cannot play FIFA. I mean, we could. There's share play. I would I would watch <laughs> you play FIFA. All right. I'll hold you to that. I mean, I, I like soccer. You know that. It's true. You had a dream about soccer recently. I did. I had a dream about soccer. <laughs> and you predicted it. You predicted a result. It was weird. 
Uh, anyways, yeah, that's that's gonna wrap up this episode. I just want to talk about those games I've been playing recently. Like I said, neat. Uh, give out a little bit of a break. She's had a long day. Very long day. She, she didn't fall asleep because I talked about war crimes and that perked her up. Uh, history, war crimes, you know, <laughs> things that get me interested. History, war crimes, mental health. <laughs> Yay! The holy trinity. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's that's for true. Yeah, yeah that's very true. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. If you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, Hot Tubs, and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And explore us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week, Al's going to take us to the circus. It's true, I am. We're going to date a dragon. How to date your dragon normal things that happen at the circus you know dragons at the circus why not yep yep so look forward to more weird otome (laughs) shenanigans next week yay